What makes a great solar business? How can you learn from the past and prepare for the future so your solar business thrives? We set out to answer these questions and more. My name is Nigel Morris and I'm the Head of Business Development at Solar Analytics. Welcome to Great Solar Business, proudly brought to you by Solar Juice. Well, hello, solar friends, and welcome back for another episode of Great Solar Business. This week, after some, uh, I have to admit, some some really great feedback about last week's episode or last fortnight's episode about heat pumps, I've decided to continue the theme and dive into another technical session again about hot water. You may be asking yourself, why all the focus on hot water? Surely this is a solar industry. Well, the short reason is I'm focusing on it for three reasons. Number one, solar owners' primary motivation is to save money. Number two, your job as a solar retailer or installer is to deliver those savings. And the better you do it, the happier they'll be and the more referrals they'll give you. And number three, most importantly, hot water is typically the biggest consumer of energy in the home. Around 30% of homes have dumb electric tanks and not everyone can replace them. So what can you do to use solar with that dumb tank to save money? Easy, install a solar diverter. So I reached out to Mr. Diverter himself, Scott Young from Catch Power, to help explain what solar diverters are and how they can help. Scott, welcome to Great Solar Business. G'day, Nige. Great to be here. Thanks, mate. I'm oh, sorry. I sort of said, Mr. Diverter, welcome to Great Solar Business. But um, let's let's keep your real name so the listeners know who you are. Now, I, and speaking of which, I'm sure many listeners do know you, Scott. You've been around the industry for an awful long time. But give us give us a quick background in solar, and you know how that sort of progressed to you ending up in Catch Power. Yeah, sure, Nigel. So I started in the solar industry uh, back in 1999 when I joined um, uh, a solar wholesaler called MPower or M&H Power Systems as it was at the time. I think it is now M&H Power Systems. They didn't have, they weren't into solar at the time, but they had um, the Sun and Shine battery distributorship and they specialised in deep cycle batteries. And one of the industries that they sold into was solar. So mm-hmm. I sold quite a few gel um two volt um, cells into into solar businesses and that was their um, start I guess or their um, reason to get into into solar and I was also involved in that part of the business and I was with them for 17 years wow and, and then um, you decided to leave and move from lead storage to hot water storage and and you're one of the co-founders of catch power is that right Yes, that's right. So it, it happened as a bit of a coincidental conversation with a customer of mine uh, who I held in very high regard. It was, I actually had a, uh, a, a 7.8 kilowatt system, which at the time was a massive system, um, put on my house uh, back in the solar bonus scheme days in the 60 cent feed-in tariff days. And it was, I was sort of planning around what to do once that feed-in tariff ended because mm-hmm. it ended in 2000 and whatever it was, 2012. Uh, in 2012, 2000, I think the, the scheme closed in 2012. It went yep. for seven years. Yep. Um, anyway, it was 
2016, 2017, something like that. Anyway, um, so I was sort of planning around that and um, uh, and I was looking at my bill and, uh, you know, family of five, um, almost, well, it wasn't quite 40%, but um, almost half of my, sorry, it wasn't quite 50%, almost half of the energy in my house in units was electric hot water. Yeah. And so I um, spoke to a customer of mine, uh, Jason DeJong, and I said, what do I do about all this? And he said, well, I've got this idea. And he drew me a line diagram, which I didn't understand, but we spoke about the concept and it made perfect sense to me. I said, let's do this, Jason. And that was in um, mid-2016, mid-2015 sort of time. And so he busily went away and designed the product. And once we had something commercial, I um, was able to join him. Wow, a leap of faith. Good on you, mate. And you, you're still still here kicking and screaming all these years later. So um, all, all power to you and Jason um, bringing, it, bringing a cool little product to the market. So let's let's dive into the tech first. It just For those who don't know, who haven't played with a solar diverter, well, what is a solar diverter and how do they work? Well, a solid diverter is uh, a perfect match for resistive element hot water because you can treat them a little rough. And so that means you can proportionally deliver uh, a surplus amount of uh, energy to that element. So you can match your surplus solar from from quite small amounts of of energy. Uh, In the case of our device, it's 500 watts and match that through the through the solar production, be it either, you know, up and down through through clouds going over or loads coming on, but you can it can make sure that it only uses surplus solar uh, through the day and eventually reach cutoff. The, uh, the the design that we use because we are, uh, you know, based in Australia, you know, or basically we're in Australia, and so there's off-peak um, and controlled load around the place. So we mm-hmm. used it, um, you know, solar can never be 100% of your energy supply. Uh, so we uh, integrated uh, an off-peak um, input so that that can fill those gaps. Mm-hmm. And, and I have to say, we were talking just before we came on air that I I do love, I've got a little green catch here that uh, I've been playing with for some years and I, I do love that uh, I can override my off-peak, which normally as a, uh, an electric, a dumb electric tank owner, I just have to wait. And if we, uh, I get heated up overnight, uh, early in the morning on off-peak energy, which is cheap. But if we use all that hot water in the morning, there's nothing left until it goes through the next cycle. But with catch power, I can override it, which is great. I can put it into boost mode and I can override it and heat up that tank if we've got guests here or... Uh, you know, we just need to. Um, but at the same time, I can uh, I can also watch that following my solar and dumping any excess that I've got into the tank and effectively using my hot water tank as a battery, which I love. Um, yes, it's a – sorry, Nigel, it's a great deferrable load, electric hot water. It's a great way of matching solar to uh, – matching a load to solar production, yes. And you do have that um, versatility of uh, heating it whenever you want. You don't have to wait for the off-peak. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you've got a few different models which we'll come to. Now, if I'm not, uh, you, you guys um, designed it. I mean, I know Jason's up on the North Coast and uh, you're uh, just outside Sydney, but you, you guys designed all this and, and, and uh, put them together here in Australia, right? Tell us, tell us about how, 
you've gone about building up a you know manufacturing capacity and 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 about your your product range and and you've it's extended into catch relay as well so you got to tell me about the manufacturing side of the business and tell me about your product range yeah so um Jason would describe us as having complementary um, uh, set of uh, sets of skills, uh, but Jason is the brains behind uh, behind Catch Power. So he he comes up with the ideas. Um, we do talk about them, and we talk about the the philosophy of their deployment and and how they would fit in, and what do installers need, what do um, solar um, owners need. Uh, we have those conversations all the time, um, but the the actual development it, um, and the technical side of things, uh, whether it be the design of PCBs, the the firmware that goes into our um, hardware devices or our um, application software, is all done by Jason. And we've got we've now got a, a team of engineers working with us up there in Glen Innes as well. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's that's. Um, that's and then he, you know, Jason does all that work, and then I take it to market through um, marketing and promotion and our and our sales team, and that's been a um, a successful partnership for the last six and a half years. Mm, fantastic, and you and you got a range of products. I've I've got the little uh, the the first model that you brought out, the little green catch at my place, and you've got a blue catch, and you've got the catch relay. Is that is that is that the full suite at the moment? I can so we start, <laughs> yeah. So we started with Blue Catch, and uh-huh. uh, we tried to be as sophisticated as possible. So we were looking at all the inputs we could, whether it be um, uh, the amount of solar that was expected to be produced, how much load was in the house, how much hot water the house needed, and also um, the weather forecast for the next day. And that was a really, uh, the you know, unique way of of delivering um, surplus solar to electric hot water, but also managing the gaps if there was a, a cloudy day. So that was a, 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 a pretty cool product to start with. And we sold quite a few of them, but the, and we don't make that product anymore. But there's a, I've got a very soft spot in my heart for that product because before we started, there was a lot of sort of anecdotal conversation around what homes needed for hot water in terms mm-hmm. of energy, in terms of time, in terms of uh, you know, amount of storage, those sorts of things. Well, green catch because I'm uh, sorry, blue catch because it was all based around energy uh, uh, calculations. Um, uh, we knew exactly how much energy was needed to uh, to heat hot water, how much solar energy, uh, how much a tank held, how much an average family uses uh, per day. So it really threw the curtains back on all that information about uh, about electric hot water or about hot water usage in the house. Ha- in the house, so it's been a, an invaluable product for us. Uh, we d- we developed Green Catch initially because there were there was, there was the odd home that didn't have internet connection. Mm-hmm. It was a cheaper product. And it became the more popular product. And then we released a second generation of it and it the popularity grew even more and to the point where we decided not to uh, keep building blue but to put out all our energies behind Green Catch and it's been a very successful product for us. And um, since then, we've yes, as you as you mentioned there, Nigel, we've developed Catch Solar Relay. So this is a, uh, a it's a it's a two two prong thing for us, or it's a multi prong thing really. But it's really about another way of matching other loads. So it could be hot water, but it, there's also a range of loads that that aren't electric hot water uh, and need to be switched on or off. Um, mm-hmm. So it's another way of introducing no, those loads to be under the solar curve. 
and um, benefiting from those running those loads uh, for free under under the solar curve. Mm-hmm. And the the and then in addition to load control in the relay, we've also added inverter control, so it can be a energy meter, replace the energy meter for a wide range of inverter brands out there. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, you connect to it through RS485 as you do with your standard energy meter and it will re- replace that sort of uh, um, act as, uh, yeah, yeah, replaces that energy meter. And at the moment, we're looking at um, introducing uh, more options to that product so it can uh, help installers and homeowners alike um, uh, be participate in a, in a in a fuller way with the with the demands that are on the network and as a solar owner um, and as a solar installer uh, to meet those demands and integrate solar better um, with the network mm. so so you guys started out going hang on there's a problem here that we need to solve with hot water in particular we can develop a product that solves that learned an awful lot and I remember looking at some of the data over the over the years that you'd provide and you you shared some of that at conferences going look at how this is behaving and you know blah 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 and but I've watched uh, watched my own system for for many years now I'm watching all the all the decisions that are going on in the background right and there's an awful lot going on you and I were talking about off air again about how you know, uh, in my particular case, the diverter's going, well, I didn't see this happen yesterday when I was charging, so when I was diverting, so I'm going to make a decision about doing something different today for a variety of reasons. So there's an awful lot going on in the background. But now you're extending that reach out into other loads uh, beyond hot water, which is which is really cool. I'm assuming, well, I'm assuming, tell me, what, what are the main loads that you're seeing people use um, the catch relay for? Well, so the, um, the main load that it's being used for at the moment is electric hot water. So the, um, uh-huh. it's, it, so the pairing of um, acting as the energy meter but also uh, a smarter version of a timer, which I think you want to talk about as well, uh, is a is is a very um, uh, neat package for a lot of installers, um, uh-huh. and so they that's where it's used a lot, and it, mm-hmm. and in, you know it works very well. It, it's 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 far better than a timer, um, but it's but it has that ability to also act as the energy meter. So that that in the one package is a is a is a very good combination, very popular combination. But other loads that it can be used for is um, uh, pool pumps, uh, irrigation, Mm -hmm. uh, water pumps. uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Potentially um, down the track we'll have um, some EV configuration um, with it as well. Uh, And we're also developing a a, uh, product, um, we haven't got a name for it yet, but it's going to be... um, used for DRM control and there are more and more loads that are becoming, you know, that can, that'll have DRM inputs. The obvious one at the moment is uh, air conditioners. Uh, mm-hmm. All solar inverters have a DRM control, uh, have DRM inputs in them. Yep. And yep. Uh, other loads that I see that will work well with DRM are uh, heat pumps, particularly heat pumps for pool heating. They are very high energy users, mm. um, potentially EVs mm-hmm. and, um, who knows what else, you know, there's, there's all sorts of, all sorts of ways of, um, um, I mean, this is what we're all striving for is matching loads to solar. 
That's it. That's it. It's it's all about, you know, optimization, right? And grabbing that excess and pushing it into places where it makes more sense to avoid buying energy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, the eco the ecosystem um is what you're talking about, which is cool. So I mean, why don't we jump straight to that? Because to the issue of timers that you mentioned, because over the years I've heard a lot of people saying, Oh, oh why do I need to spend the money on catch or some other sophisticated device? I can simply put a, a cheap timer on and set a hot water tank up so that it just comes on at a certain time of day, turns off at a certain time of day, and assumes I'm going to grab all the excess solar. Um, so what's the benefit of a diverter over a simple timer device? The benefit of, the t- of a diverter is that it is looking for any sort of surplus and div- and putting that into the tank. So you could have a, a bit of an up and down sort of a solar day, you know, a bit of a cloudy day but you know spikes of sun come through and um there will be in on those sort of days there will be enough surplus solar and just solar to heat that tank uh whereas a timer uh has no idea whether the sun's out or when and so it just comes on at the preset time probably you know 10 to 2 uh whether the sun's out or not and it's a bit of a russian roulette and of course if the sun isn't out Whatever that whatever uh, that load is 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 sort of um, proud of the solar curve is higher than the solar curve. You're mm-hmm. paying for that uh, uh, energy into your tank at, at full mains rate, so right. thirty cents a kilowatt hour or whatever it is. So um, that's a that can be a costly miss if you like. Absolutely, and and of course you know maybe not such a big deal a couple of years ago when energy prices were low. But with energy prices being, you know, extortionately high all over the place, 50 cents plus in peak times um, and, uh, and with those times shifting all over the place, you know, that is a that is a pretty risky and potentially um, expensive proposition to just have that timer triggering. So the, so the use case has got better for you uh, as a consequence of these changes in energy rates. I can see that. Um, okay, good. Um, now... I'm just going to go back to the data story because, you know, I I can remember looking and both of us nerding out like crazy about some of the data that you guys had and look what's happening here and look look what's happened there and look what the diverter did in this scenario because of this and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, um, fine tune that for me. Tell me, tell me what are the top three most interesting things that you've learned from watching what I'm sure now are many thousands of diverters operating in the market. What are some, what are some of the lessons that you've learned? Uh, well, that, I remember the, the coolest thing that I saw, and I still show this graph many times when I'm speaking with customers is the shape of the, uh, of load um, on a, uh, on a, a monitoring platform, whatever it is that has um, production and consumption because all of a sudden there's this load that is exactly the same shape as the solar curve. It's the Eureka, it's the perfect sort of load. And what can it be? But that's what solar diversion looks like. So that's when you see that curve of um, of load following the, the solar production, uh, it's always impressive. And, and um, it's great to show that to customers. So that was that was probably an early day sort of, uh, uh, and, but it hasn't lost its shine. You know, I still get that. I was on a, I did a sales trip last week and I still get that, um, uh, that image out. Um, there's a, there's a bunch of them around that I, that I've got uh, close at hand. And that's always an impressive um, uh, uh, demonstration of what solar diversion looks like. 
So that, is, that was. And I have to give you full credit. I was I was looking at my curve uh, prior to coming on air, uh, in my particular case, and uh, my eighteen year olds at home, um, and um, you know everyone else is out, and he's gone out into the kitchen and's gone. Oh, I think I need some hot chips, and uh, so he's whacked the whacked the air fryer on. The air fryer's come on, uh, and lo and behold, I can see the diverter go well. There's no excess now because that uh, that dumb teenager, he's got the air fryer on. So um, we're going to turn ourselves off. The, the diverter's gone off. Uh, my little storage battery uh, that's under the house has gone, well, got to deliver some extra energy because the teenager needs some hot chips. Uh, the diverter's gone into in, gone to sleep for, for a little while until the air fryer's done its thing. And then as soon as it's over, the diverter's just followed itself back up again pushed itself back up to the edge of the solar curve and, and, and is automated. And I can also see today as the clouds have been passing, because we've got a bit of a cloudy day here in Sydney, as the cloud passes, the diverter recognises that um, really, really quickly and just it just follows the curve beautifully. So, yeah, full, full credit to you guys because it is really, really dynamic. I digress, but come back. Tell me more. Give me two more stories about what you've learned. Two more stories. So the other thing that was the um, uh, understanding what a uh, typical house. I mean, there's, you know, these are averages. So you know, there's, statistics are can be a bit of a, a menace. But to know that the uh, average house uh, needs six to ten kilowatt hours of hot water per day. This will be depending if they're a household household of two or a household of four. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a that's a typical number. So it was really cool identifying that and pitting that down as a number. And mm-hmm. then people could then use that as part of their design. When when installers were, were doing designs for systems, they had a number they could lock onto uh, mm-hmm. based on who they were talking to and, and who they were designing a system for. So that was a really cool thing to, to know. And that was courtesy of Blue Catch. Yep. Um, so that was really cool. And um, I guess a third thing would be, I guess the other thing, and this is a big thing, bet- a difference between um, uh, green catch uh, or, or diverters and uh, uh, catch power diverters and timers, is that you don't lose your off-peak. So um, mm. solar could never be 100% of your, of, of your energy requirements. And so whenever there is a cloudy day or a wet day, then you want to be able to, to, to complete that job um, with the next cheapest source of electricity. And that is generally a controlled load or an off-peak supply. And that could be either a dedicated supply, you know, that is triggered by the, um, uh, by the DNSPs, or it could be a, um, a time of use off-peak, both of which are valid uh, and accessible by, uh, by catch power. Yep, yep, yep. No, I, I, I love it. And, and, and I mean, I think this all speaks to the challenge that we increasingly see in systems where, you know, we're not, we're not just the majority of solar installs now are not just cheap, simple, dumb solar systems going onto roofs. They're actually getting pretty complex, right? Uh, homeowners are wising up to the fact that, you know, they, they, they recognize that to maximize their savings, they've got to do tariff management. They've got to do a little bit of load control, uh, they might, if they've got an increasing number of people, you know, record number of people are getting EVs at the moment and they re- really want to do that intelligently as well. So it talks, your product's really talking this whole um, complexity issue and the fact that none of us really want to sit there, you know, manually doing all this stuff. We just need good software and good hardware that's going to make it, uh, make it happen reliably in the background and deliver us the savings. 
Um, yeah, that's right, Nigel. And, and the the way the market is shaped at the moment uh, with the with with the change of prices ever since the NEM broke, um, yep. <laughs> the um, you know really the it and and feed in tariffs haven't followed um, the the rise in in price of power, and so the the the. The goal of a, of a of a system designer now should be all about self-consumption. Uh, and, and that's just based on price. You know, I mean, it's, that's also a good message and a good um, motivator for the, for, the, for the network because of, you know, other, other issues. Uh, but yes. really, the, the biggest savings now are what loads can I put under this curve? And uh, stored electric hot water is a fantastic load uh, to be used in that way. Certainly is. Certainly is. All right, uh, that's that's a great intro that um, tells the story of what uh, hot water diverters can do uh, and the other products that you've got and um, how we can leverage this to uh, deliver savings and uh, in, in, indeed increased savings for solar owners. Um, but we need to take a short break and hear a word from our sponsors. Solar Juice is Australia's leading solar distributor, providing complete residential and commercial rooftop solar component solutions. Solar Juice aligns themselves with brands that share their values of service, support, quality and value for money. Like their panel brands, REC, Hyundai, Trina and Longy. Their inverters, SMA, Fronius and Sungro, along with the Tesla Powerwall battery. Check out solarjuice.com.au and let Solar Juice help you become a great solar business. Great Solar Business is also brought to you by Solar Analytics. From just $40 a year, Solar Analytics can help solar owners save an extra $400 by recommending the ideal energy plan. Solar Analytics, it's different. Learn more at solaranalytics.com.au. All right, we're back and please do support our sponsors who help keep the wheels turning here at GSB. Don't forget to give them a like and a share. And if you like the show... Even if you don't, in fact, share the show with your friends. Get some comments in there. Give us some ideas for what you'd like to hear about. Um, so, Scott, we're on the wind-up now, but um, let's let's um, uh, jump to the future for a moment. Um, where do solar diverters fit into the into this wider landscape that we're talking about? You know, solar energy, hot water load control all of those things are, are sort of coalescing into a simple service that that energy consumers all need and want um what's what's the future for diverters do you think what's what's your role what's your place how are you going to end up on a on a yacht in the bahamas in five years scotty well uh it's a it's a it's an interesting thing um are, are we Jason and I talk about this all the time, and the and in fact, uh, um, you know, we're we're confronted with this all the time in terms of um, you know what are our what are our installer customers are faced with in terms of putting in systems and all the challenges around that, yeah. and in some parts of the country, uh, there is a lot of curtailment, a lot of constraint around putting in more solar. And yet mm. when we turn on the TV, we're talking about reaching these lofty goals of um, carbon emissions, reducing carbon emissions, et cetera, et cetera. So, mm. and there's, so there's a gap there. You know, how do we, uh, in order to reach those goals, we've got to put in a lot of solar. And yet yep. here, here we are in the industry and there's restriction after restriction. How do we, um, how, something's got to change in order for that to, um, for, for lots of solar to go in. And the and the only way that can happen is to 
is to um, have behind the meter low control uh, and that and inverter control for that matter. Uh, and mm-hmm. that's the role that we think uh, uh, our products can play a role in. Uh, so be it either um, turning loads on and off, but depending on uh, a range of things, it could be just energy savings for the customer, for the household. It could be a market trigger. It could be an incentive or a disincentive from a DNSP or a retailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be rules and regulations about, um, you know, uh, how much do I export or generate uh, to you know, based on the requirements of the grid, these are all things that have to come. Uh, in, in these are all things in our future that have to come in order for lots of renewables to be a um, a complementary part of our uh, future, rather than um, a hindrance. Which it would it, it it's you know when you've got lots of unregulated generation, it causes a bit of a, a problem for the for the for the um, DNSPs. Um, we need to find out find better ways for for renewables, particularly solar, to be a harmonious contributor to the network. And and Mm. we see what there's a role for our products to do that. Right on. I'm right there with you, and uh, and I think this sophistication and automation that we um that we that we all talk about, and and certainly consumers are all desperate for, no matter no matter what their 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 application, and no matter how sophisticated or simple the system is, at the end of the day, people just want it to work, right? So, so um, come on, give us a sneak preview. No one's listening. What's coming up next? Just between you and me, Nice. Is this, is this yeah. just a... Yeah, yeah it's just a two of us. A, a little voice? Do you want to use a little voice? Yeah. <laughs> is you'll be up next to the speaker? <laughs> <laughs> what do you got coming? So, What's, at I the... Mean, tell me. Yeah, right. Here we go. So, um, at the moment, we're, we're working on lots of integration uh, with different inverter brands. Uh, so that's that's pretty exciting just to, to get that going. And the the next thing will be a three phase version of the relay. Mm-hmm. We get asked about that all the time. So it's a very all the time, yeah. all the time. Um, so that'll be. So I mean, we can do three phase um, with the relay now, um, uh, but we need we need inverter control in three phase. So that's the the next thing, mm-hmm. and the product after that um, uh, is. Uh, DRM control, mm-hmm. um, which is using a technology which we recently released, um, which is cloud tethering, um, which is a, the ability of a of you know uh, two relays in, in in the simplest case where you might be measuring export at one port part of the um, distribution, you know wherever the solar is and and wherever you measure export, and you want mm-hmm. to turn a load on on a sub circuit. You know it could be a farm, and there might be um, a solar, uh, a, a ground mount array in the paddock. Solar is going out through the meter box, but you want to turn on that water pump, which is in the middle of the paddock, uh, mm-hmm. based on the solar production or the solar exports um, at another point of the electrical distribution. Uh, we've got as long as you've got internet connection to both of those spots, then you can do that. So you know, once you're exporting five kilowatts, we're going to turn on this five kilowatt pump, and that means you're now you know running that load completely for free. So that um, cloud tethering, I like it. So that's the ability to disperse your little your little widgets across a site and have them all communicating together and working together in unison. That's right. That's right. And the next thing to do is to have that same technology um, uh, and connected to uh, uh, devices that have DRM inputs or Mm -hmm. Dread as the protocol, and Mm -hmm. then you can even step. 
the um, the instead of turning the load completely on or completely off, you'll be able to step that load uh, in whatever steps the the protocol is in. In air conditioning, it's fifty percent, seventy five percent, and um, flat out. And mm-hmm. so then that means you can you can um, run that load at those different load levels through the day. Uh, and it's you know in the in the case of air conditioning, it's going to keep your house cool. And you come home to a nice, cool house, and it's cost you nothing. Mm. Nice, nice. So just expanding on the on on the same thing, but um, again, I, I like it. What you what you're painting is a vision of, you know, more devices, uh, more um, collaboration between those devices, more simplicity, more automation. You got some you got some big software work to do in the background there to make all that work. I can tell the hardware is one thing, but the software to drive it all and allow people to control it is is going to be the big piece of work, I suspect. Uh, yes, yeah, so that's in place now, um, and, and it has been a massive, uh, a massive job, and it's an ongoing uh, piece of work. Uh, we call it ED World, and it's a uh, a, a land of that that people like Jason um, um, live in <laughs> in their head of ones and zeros. <laughs> um, but it's the it's the real core of the way. Um, I mean, one one relay on its own is 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 talking to ED World and 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 reporting back through our apps. Um, but when, as soon as you start coordinating a number of relays based on solar conditions elsewhere, uh, that's when things get really interesting. And there's a there's um, uh, I mean, it looks nice and simple uh, through our apps, and the and the result is is an absolute winner. But there's a lot of sophistication going on in the background, a lot of data. I think the other day, I mean. Um, you know, we had a. Uh, I think we we're getting over a million data points a day. Um, uh, wow. Just and, you know, we've only just started in terms of the number of units connected. Uh, so um, yeah, yeah, it was. Um, so that, that's that's these are all challenges that are ahead of us, but but we're we're, we're rising to them. You know. Good on you. Good on you. Yeah, because I I must admit, yeah, my system. Uh, as I've described many times on the podcast, is a bit like a mechanic's car. It's kind of a bit forgotten and, you know, cobbled together out of bits and pieces that I've scrounged up along the way. And one of the challenges that I have is I've got so many different bits of hardware that don't talk together and and, and don't relate to each other that it's a bit like a cage fight. Um, you know, there, there, there's a constant cage fight for the tiny little amount of solar energy coming off my little little solar system and everyone's cage fighting brutally. Uh, there's blood everywhere on the floor as all these different devices say, no, I want the energy. No, I want the energy. Oh, that's on, that's off. And um, so the synchronization of all of that is uh, is definitely a big, big plus. All right, we're, we're almost out of time, uh, Scotty. So get your crystal ball out. There's, um, there's been a profound change in the energy landscape in the last six months. Uh, what's your prediction for solar uptake in the next year or so? And, and you know, where do diverters fit into that uh, that growth or decline? So I think uh, it's hard to say, but, you know, uh, no one sort of forecasted what happened to the NEM and the prices and the whole wholesale price. Oh, well, I guess there's some people were talking about it, but there was a lot of things that sort of came together to put us in the position we're in. Jeez, um, what, to, what to say? It... it, it it's it's still here with us. Things haven't changed. Um, uh, those high prices, wholesale prices, are still here with us, and I don't see that changing. It will probably ease as as um, things change. Uh, so that's one sort of challenge we've got at the moment, and that's 
driving the 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 solar industry at the moment is 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 high prices of power. So yeah. that's probably going to stay with us for for a little while longer, probably twelve months or more. Um, and then um, there will be other motivators uh, to, um, to to for homeowners to participate in the renewable energy sector um, that will come along from um, f- from energy retailers, from um, uh, DNSPs, and and you know VPP um, programs and those sorts of things. Uh, and so it will. I think that will keep driving uh, because there's a, there's a huge incentive. There will be greater incentives to to put in more renewable energy to, for us to reach those targets that we've that we've sort of proclaimed to the world that we're going to do. Uh, and so those programs, that infrastructure and those programs in the background have to happen. And so there will be motivations put in place and encouragement and incentives for people to participate. So I, I think the, as, as an industry, as a renewable energy industry that you and I are in, I think the future is bright mm-hmm. and, um, and, and certainly exciting. The, 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 the technology that's, that's um, flowing through and being developed in this industry at the moment is, is happening at light speed and, mm-hmm. um, and it's fantastic to, to be a part of. Uh, very exciting. And, um, and you know, I, I see this industry being a, um, a vital industry for, for, for a long time yet. Yeah, here, here. And, um, yeah, so if I, can, if I can summarize that, a couple of years till we get to the Bahamas on our yachts. <laughs> well, it's sunny there. <laughs> That's true. Maybe, we, maybe we should both go to the. Maybe there's a good market in the Bahamas. Who knows? I'll have to research that for the next show. But I'm That's with right. you, mate. Which way's north? The sun's yeah. always overhead. <laughs> I think there's a great opportunity, and all power to you and and Jason and the rest of the team for developing a neat little technology that that solves the problem so well, mate. It's been an absolute uh, pleasure having you on the show. But sadly, we're out of time. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for the opportunity, Nigel. It's been lots of fun. You're welcome, mate. Um, Well, friends, that's a wrap. My name is Nigel Morris. I'm Head of Business Development at Solar Analytics. I hope you picked up some tips on how to build a great solar business, and I will talk to you again soon. Great Solar Business was brought to you by Solar Juice, Australia's leading solar distributor. Solar Juice aligns themselves with brands that share their values of service, support, quality, and value for money. Check out solarjuice.com.au and let Solarjuice help you become a great solar business. Great Solar Business was also brought to you by Solar Analytics. You can now offer Solar Analytics from just $40 per year by connecting it directly to Fronius and SunGrow inverters. No additional hardware required, just extra value. Solar Analytics, it's different. Learn more at solaranalytics.com.au.